0: What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at hero.co. Hi everyone. Welcome back to the Mind Body Musing's podcast. This is your host Madeline Moon, and today the topic we're going to be exploring is Tantric energy, Kundalini energy, the cervix, exploring the cervix on your own, yoni massages. We're going to be talking about traveling with tantric teachers. And we're going to be getting this delicious inside scoop into Courtney Davis's life and the life that she's lived over the past several years as she has been diving very deep into yoni exploration and the trauma that we store within the womb space and making it. One of her missions to help this be healed around the world through her Yoni wands and her Yoni eggs and her courses. So we'll get into that today. Her official bio, let's go over that now. Courtney Davis is an entrepreneur and a guide for women on the path of sexual and spiritual awakening. She is the founder of The Empowered Woman, an online platform providing education and high quality products to support women to heal from sexual shame, trauma And conditioning while awakening their pleasure and their power. Courtney believes in radical self permission, and her highest joy is guiding others to live their full potential by first guiding them home to themselves. She is known for guiding women into reconnection with their emotional body rather than bypassing it, and believes this to be a major key to women's sexual empowerment. So, if you have seen On my Instagram, me holding something that looks like a little snake, like a a crystal snake, and it's pretty long. That's my cervix wand. It's a serpent cervix, so it's even more powerful that it is a magical, majestic snake. But um she makes these wands that are great for healing sexual trauma because the stones that you can you can purchase your wands with a different type of stone and it may be rose quartz or it may be black onyx, but whatever it is that you choose, you can be picking these wands that have properties to help you on that journey towards sexual reclamation and that doesn't mean like because you buy this certain stone all as well um it takes patience it takes time and it takes beingness which is something we talk about on this podcast today it's an act of self-love and generosity to spend time with your body in this way whether you're just using your own hands and your own explanation exploration and holding your heart and feeling your your belly breathing or you use yoni eggs you use a jade egg or you use um one of these wands it, it's not the it's not the the modality that you use necessarily the tool but it's the being within that and allowing the process to not be all right i have to get to this destination but instead hmm i'm going to set aside the next 10 minutes for me to just explore my breath explore my body and maybe i'll use a tool today maybe i won't use a tool today but either way it's It's about indulging in the moment and giving yourself, giving your womb, giving your yoni space and time and love just to be, to be with her. I think many of us women can relate to that desire that we have, the yearning we have to not always be on a rush to a destination because we as the feminine love, 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 love. We love, 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 love. And we want it to go on forever and we want to explore. And we're not just, we're not super linear creatures where we're like, all right, this is our goal. This is our purpose. This is where we're going. And when it comes to sex, a lot of us want that in our partnership. Right? We want to take things a little slower. Well, also look at your life. Are you doing that in your own life? Are you taking your own self-pleasure practice, sexual pleasure practice slow? Are you having foreplay with yourself? Are you romancing yourself with flowers? Are you giving yourself sweet little love notes? You don't have to do this every day if you don't want, but you also can do this every day. But if you don't want it pick a day a week where it's like your self-romancing day. And you buy yourself flowers and you romance yourself and you take things slow and maybe you get yourself one of these yoni ones or take one of Courtney's courses to learn how to further indulge in the exploration of your own body, but do make it an intention. Do make it an intention to love yourself in the very same way you want your partner to be loving you or you're trying to call in more of a particular flavor or energy if you want more dark energy bring that into your own sexual pleasure practice if you want more light energy bring that in like enjoy exploring your body while listening to yogic mantras or kundalini meditations. You, you can combine two things at once. You can combine this spiritual aspect of connecting with God through music, through incense, with a dark sexual energy. Maybe you're wearing l- lacy black clothing, like you are wearing that dark, dark, dark seductress lipstick you have. This should be a time for exploration, and I'm really, I'm really stoked about this podcast interview with Courtney because we go into so many different topics. She came over to my place, so you can get that feel of the in-person interview again in this one. And I'm going to include her links to her courses, Viva La Vagina, on the show notes for this. I am an affiliate, so if you do sign up for the course, use the links on the show notes for this. MattyMoon.com forward slash Courtney with an E, dash Davis, and you can sign up for her courses or sign up for um, her email list or getting a Yoni wand or a egg, which I have. I have them. I love them, and I really recommend getting them because they have upped my self-pleasure practice game like nothing else, and even in this podcast with you, I share what one of my practices is. You get a little bit of an inside scoop. Before we go into the interview, um... The feminine Spirit School is starting very soon. As a reminder, this is my eight-week course where we go into everything about the feminine, the masculine, what it means to hold your own feminine and let her be expressed and free at the same time that you can create a tight masculine container in your life with structure and an upright spine and direction and clarity and purpose. So if you want to be a more feminine being mean meaning you're more in touch with your emotions you feel less censored when you're dancing you can enjoy those childlike wonders again and that you can simply like be like just be in whatever it is that's lighting you up rather than having to do 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 if you want to learn all that and you also want to learn how to build a business not that this is a business course but What I mean by that is you want to have structure. You also want to have an ability to follow through. You want to have determination be a quality within your life again. And you want to learn how to not always be on one end of the spectrum or the other, but right in the middle with harmony and balance. This is that course. I get emails from y'all all the time, every day saying, I want more on the feminine and masculine. This is the whole reason why I created the Feminine Spirit School. That's all it is, is all of the, not every practice I've ever learned, but a lot of the practices I've learned. I am showering, loading you, loving you, blissfully decorating you with all of my practices, y'all. I mean, this is the course. If you're wanting to go deep into the feminine masculine while also having your hand held and have someone guiding you there, this is the course for you. So right now, the early bird is still up. It will be up for a couple more weeks, but I'm only offering this for the next 10 people that sign up. For the first 10 people that are signed up, they will be getting a free 60-minute coaching call with me. So not only is it 250 off right now, the course itself is 1,250, you're also going to be getting two Zoom calls as a group in the course with me, we can bring our questions, we can dive deep, we can do an an embodiment practice together. But you're also going to get, if you're one of those first 10 people, a free 60-minute session with me, which is a $500 value now. So if you are interested in going deep into the feminine masculine and having access forever and, and having a Facebook community and meeting some soul sisters and doing... doing something about your feminine masculine you've been hearing all this information now it's time to apply it to stop just reading the books but actually do the work and maybe that doesn't mean working at all maybe that just means being you have yet to find that out (laughs) so if you're interested in signing up and joining us and being one of those 10 souls who gets a 60 minute session with me where we get to go over anything you want then go to mattymooncom forward slash feminine dash spirit and you'll read all about it and be able to sign up right there. And there's a three-part payment plan, y'all. So you do not have to pay all up front. There is a plan. But in order to get the early bird and to get the call with me, you want to sign up sooner rather than later. So I will have that link in the show notes. Sign up there. We begin together the first week of January, January 6th. So adventures await. You have, you can start paying the installments now, knowing that by the time we get started in January, you're going to be grounded. You're going to be ready. It's a new year. It is time to marry your feminine with your masculine again and do that inner work and look at some of your beliefs and reclaim the parts of you that you've let be repressed and shut away. Let's get those back. All right. Let's glide into this episode with Courtney Davis. You're going to love it. (music) our <music>
1: to new york city courtney thank you i'm glad that we're able to meet up and do this in person oh my top just unbuttoned let's get that back on there me too (laughs) i'm super happy
0: and um i want to hear how new york has been for you so far have you been enjoying it
1: yeah i'm really enjoying it um There was, I mean, there was sort of some logical reasons as to why I thought I wanted to come, but it was more so a feeling, like, I think something in me knowing that I wanted to experience the frequency of New York in some way. Um, And so, yeah, the first week I was in Soho in Manhattan, loved it. Um, Then went to Brooklyn um, in Bushwick, wasn't as much my vibe, like, it was Mm. just not giving me that feeling of um, that frequency I was searching for in some way, so um back in Manhattan and yeah i mean i think a lot of people have asked me if it's felt overwhelming and like if the buzz of the city is too much but surprisingly it hasn't been
0: isn't it amazing mm-hmm. like i whenever i was thinking about moving here i was stuck between LA and New York and everyone had said go to LA that's your scene mm-hmm. My heart kept saying New York. I was like, "Mm, I feel like I need the complete opposite because I'm from Boulder. Okay. And so I chose a place that was the complete opposite a lot dirtier and grimier and would give me more challenges. And this was the space. And it turns out it's actually brought me more joy than I think I ever would have had if I
1: moved immediately. L.A. one day, but Mm -hmm. not now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what is it about the frequency of being here or the energy of being here that is really feeding you? This, and tell me if you resonate, because I'm very curious, but this space, this,
0: this city is so full of dreams and ambition. And I think everyone kind of relates to New York in that way. Like, mm-hmm. oh, things are alive. But the fast pacedness, especially coming from such a slow city, Boulder, mm-hmm. where shout out to all my Boulderites. I love you all. And like a lot of times the dream there is, it's either one, people settling down and like that's their dream is to now settle down or it's too like rock climbing and living in a van and like just like Mm chilling which I think is great but after six years of me doing that I was so hungry for people who had dreams and like kind of would hustle Mm -hmm. like I kind of I wanted to be around people hustling and going places and wearing black and like eating the bagels on the street and yelling at their neighbor and like I wanted the aliveness yeah so
1: what about you Yeah, I resonate with that. I mean, um, I'm from Calgary, Canada, which is still, I mean, you know, the city's still pretty high energy and there's a lot of ambition there. Um, I'm like, you know, the stereotypical type A personality and I have been most of my life. Um, So there's something, yeah, it just feels, um, it energizes me to be in that type of energy of, Mm. I guess you could say that hustling energy. Um, And yet at the same time, I would say I'm less of a hustler than I've ever been. Like Mm. I'm doing a lot of a lot of nothing, a lot of being, like... Um, a lot and of dancing. A lot of dancing, yeah. So just, like, you know, walking for hours and hours through the streets and just being in the energy but not necessarily needing to be hustling myself, mm. which is kind of ironic, but... So tell us
0: about the dancing. And so I know that you're doing S-Factor while you're here. And mm-hmm. I don't think we've talked about S-Factor on the show before. Okay. So I'll let you take it away with what that is.
1: Sure. Yeah so part of the reason I was excited to come to New York was that I knew there would be a lot more access to pole dance studios and that's for just years I've felt called to some reason, you know get involved in pole (laughs) dancing for some reason and even stripping like there's something about it that feels like a powerful initiation Mm. Um, and so yeah I sought out Body and Pole is one studio I've been going to and S Factor. I know S Factor is more of a, like a chain or a franchise, right? They were also in LA, Mm -hmm. you said. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, And I'm loving, I actually am really loving S Factor. Um, Mm. Yeah. There's something about the experience of it where there's no mirrors, um, really like no ego. It's all about just encouraging women to feel amazing and sensual in their body Mm. Um, and then moving and dancing from that place. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: I did it in LA. And I loved that, too. The minute you walk into that room, the room in L.A. that I went to, it was like, it was like red and velvet Mm -hmm. and just dark. And that was really nourishing. And uh, I loved that about it. It, it, S-Factor didn't at the time when I when I did it completely feed what it was I was looking for Mm -hmm. but
1: you've had such a great experience here in New York so maybe I'll check it back out Mm -hmm. yeah the one thing is there's kind of a signature hour-long warm-up that you do it's Mm -hmm. like a sensual stretching warm-up each time which you love it (laughs) I do love um I'm also like a bit of a like I resist routine. So there's mm. times when I'm like, oh, man, like, can we just, you know, let's get to the poll." But mm-hmm. um, but I can feel how it's so necessary. You know, it brings everyone in the room into their body and into mm-hmm. the space of feeling. So so I kind of skipped over with you.
0: Kind of. I did. I did skip over it with you. One of my favorite signature starting questions. And so I'm going to circle back to that now. OK since the show is called Mind Body Musings, and Mm -hmm. obviously we like never talk about mind body musings, that's just the name of the show. It's been Mm -hmm. that for five years, six years now. I'm trying to incorporate more of the musing aspect. So what are you musing about in life right now? Anything. What's got your curiosity piqued?
1: Um... You know, I'm sort of just enjoying pursuing things simply because there's an interest there. So even with the pole dance, you know, I can tie that into my business and a greater purpose. But at the end of the day, it's more like just there's some sense of joy and interest in doing it. And I don't have a whole story and reasoning around it at the moment. It's just, um, yeah, appreciating that, like when spirit or energy or whatever you want to call it, life force moves through us and it creates an interest in something, just trusting that and following it and seeing what happens.
0: Mm. Yeah, it's, it sounds like surrender, mm-hmm. really.
1: Yep, in the in a huge sense. So,
0: I have talked about your work before on my Instagram because I'm a huge fan, and I um I want to go a little bit into into that what you've done for the past several years of your life. I don't mm-hmm. know how long it's been, mm-hmm. but the work that you do there is incredibly impactful, and I want to hear how it's maybe possibly shifting or the I don't knows about where you're going in the future, mm-hmm. but from the past, um like one thing that you do is help one very big thing that you do is help women reconnect with their yonis and their, um, their bodies and their womb spaces and, Mm -hmm. and heal pain and trauma, which I, this message needs to be just so fucking loud. Mm -hmm. Like the world, women need to know and men need to know the power of communicating with your body in that way and hearing your yeses and your Mm noes. And that's also what's led you to create your magical, products and your wands and your your yoni eggs and mm-hmm. one of my favorite 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 things is your serpent <laughs> wand yeah it's like oh my god it's amazing it's my beautiful baby it's my i, I just want to like oh, i you see my altar do there sleep it should with be it on also? A, no should i do you sleep you, with you yours should try it. okay yeah. i will yes yeah. yeah i was thinking about putting on my altar just like having like a, a my i probably should do that yeah i should mm-hmm. definitely put it on my, my okay anyways yeah
1: Tell us about how all this got started. Yeah, okay. So, I mean, I guess years and years ago, like, even as a a very young adult, I, there's something around feeling empowered in my sexuality that felt important. However, that looked a lot different then than it does now. So, um, initially, you know, I had this image of what the sexually empowered woman looked like, being this sort of, like, man-eating woman who takes her pleasure and has all the sex she wants and... And that is really empowering in in one way, you know, it's, um, it's great to embody that archetype. Um, However, for me, a few years after that came with this awakening around realizing that um, that was sort of an external projection for me about what sexual empowerment was. For me, I realized I was actually quite disconnected from my body. And there was this deep sense of sort of resentment and uh, fear and inadequacy around being in a female body Mm. um like I didn't feel empowered as a woman and and all of the processes you know like menstruation childbirth all of those things to me um I grew up feeling like they were really disempowering and anyone you know given the choice would choose to be in a male body and
0: Mm -hmm.
1: um so yeah there was just massive disconnection there and so I would say you know, a big part of what I share now is, as you said, helping women to get to connect to their body, to their feminine essence. And um, yeah, and, and even still that the, the work is shifting as as you highlighted, as, mm. as it always is for us entrepreneurs. But that's, that's sort of the foundation of what it's been built on. Um, I would say the primary way that things are shifting even now is that there's just becoming less and less striving in what I teach and what I do. So less about trying to get somewhere else, like trying to heal all the trauma, try to be the best person you can be more and more of that is falling away. And I'm becoming more interested in how we can just meet ourselves fully in the present moment without needing to try and get somewhere else. Mm. Yeah. And, um, yeah, just to keep going on that tangent, I guess, like initially that sort of awakening around, you know, having everything we need in the present moment was in a sexual context, realizing how much we are often striving for orgasm, striving to get somewhere sexually. Um, and once I realized just the richness and the subtlety that's available to us in the present moment all of that striving started to drop away, and now it's also dropping away in the rest of life, which, mm. you know, is scary in some ways um, for a type A person that's always been very goal-oriented, mm-hmm. but it's also very beautiful.
0: It's letting, letting the world come to you, mm-hmm. letting, letting success come to you, letting, like, the next idea come to you. Yeah. That's something that one of my teachers always talks about is, like, When we're in practice, if we go through a 30-minute practice where our eyes are closed, we open our eyes, she'll make a point to say, see something beautiful in the room and let it come to you. You don't go, like, even with your eyes, you don't go look at that thing and then try to absorb all the beauty. Mm -hmm. You see how this beauty is actually trying to enter you. And that's really profound to me is seeing how all the ways that the world is trying to breathe us, the Mm -hmm. world is trying to love us, the world is trying to bring beauty to us rather than go find the beauty, go find the love, go find, find, find.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. I'm also incredibly curious around you creating your wands, like just creating a physical product to me is so not in my scope of expertise mm-hmm. and it seems like such a big venture so can you give us a little bit of a look like an entrepreneurial look and sure. what that was like to be like oh I think we need these tools in the world I'm gonna go create it find a manufacturer mm-hmm. for I don't even know
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I can't take credit for like creating the concept of the yoni egg, you know, it's obviously it's an ancient Taoist practice. Um, And even yoni wands, like those have been used for quite a long time. But for me, um, I discovered using the jade egg and using a crystal pleasure wand um, years ago in my own journey. And it it really was quite significant. It shifted things for me in in a massive way. And Mm -hmm. so when I did launch my online course, um there which was is called which is called Viva La Vagina Viva La Vagina Yeah um yeah when I launched that I knew that I wanted to be able to refer women as to where they could get these products and um as with kind of that whole creation of my online course like it felt really magical and and just aligned and I had ideas coming to me just effortlessly and it was really it was such a highly creative time mm. in my life Um, and so, yeah, in the same stroke of thought of, I need to refer women to these products. I thought, no, I actually need to be supplying them. And, um, so yeah, I initially found a wholesaler and then there was, there was a whole business journey, you know, of seeking out, um, the, the quality that I wanted and, um, the, the right suppliers. Mm. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us about the cervic, for cervical, cervix serpent, cervic serpent. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Um, yeah, so it's a curved glass wand. It's one of the only non-crystal products that we carry. Um, and for me, I, yeah, I love the cervix serpent. A lot of women love the cervix serpent because of how um, just, I guess you could also say ergonomic it is to massage the inside of your yoni. And for me, um, when I started doing self yoni massage, like really working with my breath and consciously, um, you know, massaging and releasing suppressed emotions and tension inside the vagina, that was another sort of profound awakening for me. A lot comes from that, and it's a practice that I return to regularly. But yeah, what has your experience mm. been with the cervix serpent? So I have this one practice
0: that I do. Um, Basically, it's like me and God having, <laughs> 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 me and God having, uh, having practice together, mm-hmm. right? We're having deep intimacy practice together. Yeah. I was taught this by one of the head assistants in one of my like re- embody relationship groups. And, um, she taught this to all the women who were curious about one of her practices and there's a certain song I play, I put it on repeat for like 15 minutes and, um, I, sometimes I wear like an eye mask and it's like deep surrender. So I'm like lying on my bed, fully surrendered. There's Mm -hmm. no tension at all. And I envision uh, like there's a whole kind of breath work that happens with it. And then when I'm ready, I envision basically God in whatever form he comes to me. Maybe he's come to me as the statue of David quite often. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe he's a sexy Jesus. Maybe it's a she, maybe it's the sun or whatever. And we hold eye contact and basically we just like have sex energetically together uh, for a while. This is like, I can feel my yeah. body's just like, yeah, oh, I can feel it. It's a very, I, I cry every time and I love it because it's also like a deep resensitizing practice mm-hmm. because of the crying. It's, yeah. it's having like having deep intimacy and tantra with the divine mm-hmm. and sensitizing myself at the same time by like, but by, by being emotional about it because it's yeah. so beautiful.
1: Yeah, for me, it's like I describe it as a feeling of coming home Mm. to self, to divine, whatever you want to, you know, call it. But it is that feeling of just coming home and like being held, even if it's not someone else holding you, there's a sense of being held Mm. and and surrendering.
0: Yeah. One of the things that would happen in this practice um, when I first started doing it is a lot of my fears and woundings around. Uh, not being the chosen one. Like Mm -hmm. that's very important to me. And if, if my partner finds ways to make me feel chosen and special, like that's my love language Mm -hmm. is feeling special and chosen. And I would, I discovered in this practice that I did that I was so afraid that the divine wouldn't choose me. So that kept coming up as like Mm -hmm. working through this wound around, are you staying? Are you staying? Are you going to continuously come back or are you going to leave? And And in the subconscious, like when you can fully surrender in that way, your, your biggest fears and wounds and thoughts really come forward. Mm -hmm. And so that fear would come forward. And then like, it was so, it was so amazing, especially when it was the statue of David that came to me he would always go into the corner of like that side of my wall. He would go into the corner of the wall. So it was always like there's statue of David slash the divine in the corner of my wall. And it was, it was really healing. So where does the serpent wand come in is that I would use that as, as like his conscious cock, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, of course. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. That's amazing. So when it comes to physical trauma, Mm -hmm that the yoni is holding that Mm -hmm. the body is holding how do you use the wands to release that in a way maybe in a way that you're now moving into like not trying to make something happen but Mm -hmm. letting it happen if it wants to happen
1: so i think with a lot of practices when we first discover them and we first start working with them there's a sense of um (coughs) i need to do that too (laughs) I've been yeah. putting that in. <laughs> Great. Um, there's a sense of like regimen to it, you know, um, you know, you'd have maybe more of a, a structure in terms of how frequently and how often and why you do the practice. And then once it becomes sort of an integrated thing in your life, you can just navigate it intuitively Closer. Yeah. and you can feel an intuitive. Well, you just kind of know when you need to, to engage with a certain practice again mm um so for me over time like initially there was this intention of going in and I need to release all the tension and all of the store emotions, and um mm. you know that served for a time um and a lot of women who first come into my course as well they they ask those types of questions like how long will this take like mm. will I ever be through and um that's part of the seeing is that after a while it's like can we just be gentle with ourselves and fully be where we are and yes there's a time to like lean in and push and maybe feel what's there release what's there and then there's also a time to just be with it Mm. um so in terms of the wand practices like sometimes i'm going really deep with them and other times i'm just using my crystal wand and it's more of like a meditative form of masturbation or self-pleasure as opposed to like actively trying to massage Mm. Mm -hmm. would you say
0: that you're a fairly masculine being Or like, I'm just
1: like, no, 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 you you don't feel feel, that way at all. I feel deeply, deeply feminine. And I felt, Mm -hmm. I think, you know, that's been part of the journey as well as I thought, I always thought, oh, I'm such a masculine woman because I had this underlying resentment of being a woman for so long. Mm. Um, But yeah, the more kind of the, the masculine defense mechanisms of the shell has come loose it's like I feel like it deeply yeah your being. practices
0: us like massaged it out massaged it massage your your yang and <laughs> yes. yin yeah yeah um yeah I can I can understand this desire to know when it's going to be quote fixed or when is this going to feel better when mm-hmm. can, how can I get there and um yeah like with my own with my own personal journey with soothing some cause I feel pain in there sometimes mm-hmm. whenever I'm using my wand or I'm just with myself or even just being with a man like it's a very sensitive area for me mm-hmm. and I I remember when that start, first started coming to the surface I would not I didn't want to label that as trauma you know I, there's no trauma there right there's no trauma like I haven't I haven't had like nearly the type of experience so many women who come to my retreats and share with me have had Mm -hmm. That is what I would consider trauma. Mm -hmm. And that is very severe trauma. And we also hold trauma in our bodies from our lineages. Yeah. From just simply someone else taking your no as a yes. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe it wasn't in a violent way. Maybe it was in a subtle way. But still, your body was saying no. Mm -hmm. And this was entering. And now it's creating this defense mechanism.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, and I like the term micro trauma for talking about these types of things because, you know, it can, oh, we can understand yeah. trauma really as just being any sort of like unprocessed emotional experience. So anything that occurred where we weren't, maybe we had a really young nervous system at the time and we didn't have the capacity to fully feel the impact mm-hmm. of what occurred. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it can be something that seems more subtle, like you said, where someone takes a no as a yes and. You don't even you know, know it's a no, but like deep down you know it's a no, but you say, yes. Yes. You say it's fine. And you just wince the whole way through. Mm Yeah. 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 So it's super, really powerful work. I mean, I know for me when I've like some of the yoni massages I've received more so from practitioners and my own teachers, um, there's an element of being able to surrender that much more deeply because, you know, there's someone really holding the space for you um and for me i've entered into states where it feels like a full-on plant medicine journey like through um yoni massage or even like anal massage and dearmoring um just the like the panic that can come up and just altered the altered state you know it's really really profound tell us about
0: the yoni massages that you have been given to you have you ever facilitated them and given them
1: I haven't given them. I haven't felt. I haven't felt a strong call to be offering bodywork up until this point. So, um, and not not even presently. So maybe that's you know down my path in the future. But I have received them, and I teach women how to do self yoni massage. Um, but yeah, one of the most intense yoni massages I received was. It was like very. Um, I was receiving most of the pressure up high, sort of near my cervix, and it was. I remember, like, it was so painful to the extent where I started to feel like, you know, I wanted it to stop. Um, But there was also another part of me that, um, you know, was going into the intensity with breath and sound and and also surrendering while at the same time resisting. Mm. Um, And, yeah, and my teacher just really, like, so, so sensitive and so intuitive, so knew kind of the edge to take me to. And it was, while it was painful, it was also like there was such a deep emotional pain coming up with the physical pain. Um, and as I sort of reached a breaking point, I reached this edge where all of a sudden the pain just like sort of m- melted over and released. And um, I had a massive emotional outburst and, um, you know, almost like weird, almost like suppressed memories coming up, but without a lot of clarity, like just sort of these images and um Yeah, it didn't come, like, I didn't receive images with enough clarity to put a whole picture and story together. But there was this sense of, like, I was processing something very old in my system. And interestingly, like, while that one point inside my yoni up by my cervix was being pressed upon, my whole, like, right side of my pelvis, where I've carried a lot of pain just through, like, being an athlete and tension all throughout my hips... Um, all of those pain points lit up at the same time, even though they weren't being like directly sort of contacted. And um, there was a sense of tenderness all throughout the right side of my pelvis after that one release that I had. So Mm -hmm. it was, it was pretty massive. Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) Where did you find this teacher to do the massage?
1: So we met in Bali and we met really just like serendipitously. We sat down in a cafe one day beside each other and, To a man or a woman? A man, yeah. And it's the same. So the same teacher that I just came out of a six-month intensive with. Like we were traveling all over, and I was basically a yeah student of his intensively for six months. Mm. Um, But it began in Bali, and it began with just um, several sessions together.
0: Can I ask his name? Is it open or?
1: Yeah, I think so. I mean, his name used to be Brett Powell. He's changed it since to Gabriel. Um, and yeah, he's not, he doesn't have a super strong presence like in the social media world. Maybe that's where he's moving towards, but he very much lives in flow. And so, um, I mean, he'll tell the story of sort of when he was in Bali at that time, he set the intention to, um, attract a student that would be very aligned with him at that time. And then a student, Mm -hmm. you were the chosen one. I was, I was the student. You were special. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I like to think so. (laughs) Um, so yeah, I mean profound and and there's such a, a mm-hmm. deep sense of gratitude I have around around meeting him especially because it wasn't like I was going and seeking it you know mm-hmm. it was sort of like he arrived mm-hmm. in my life when I needed him and I didn't know I needed him how how does
0: your compass work when it comes to who you trust with your body mm-hmm. and how and how to know if someone is deeply conscious or not mm. because especially like in the Bali space you know I've had someone I was kind of asking because I was curious at the same person who okay asked me okay when and uh that was three years ago for me I did not have the compass I have now Mm. and still sometimes there are many times in my life where I meet people who are in the conscious space conscious realm self-proclaimed or they really are Mm -hmm. and um, they want to take other people take me to certain places and you know, there's still like that, that I wouldn't call it naive within me. Mm-hmm. It's not that texture, but it's like a desire to trust. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's, that can be scary. Yeah. It's especially when you have a desire to trust and you combine it with the conscious community. And yeah. there are a lot of spaces, especially, and there's a f- few pockets in California that I know of where that power has been abused. And I don't know how, if that's happening in Bali or in New York, I'm sure it's happening mm-hmm. everywhere.
1: I think that's a great question. And I like what you said, too. Like, there's this desire to trust and, and like, look for the best. And I think as well, for somebody, when you're very growth-oriented, which, like, you obviously are, there's this feeling of, like, wanting to lean into discomfort, lean into the unknown. And so that can be a program that serves us, but can also cause us to cross our own boundaries at Mm -hmm. times. Um, And, yeah, for me, I mean, I it is an intuitive navigating for sure. And really just trusting yourself and honoring yourself. For me, it's like part of it has been giving myself permission to you know, let go of that pressure upon myself to grow and achieve and lean into all discomfort and just trust that when something doesn't feel right, it's okay. Um, but yeah, for me, I mean, working with Gabriel, it was, there has never been even the tiniest, tiniest hint of sort of malintention around it. you know. Um, I, I know what you're saying in terms of meeting many people who are offering like free yoni massages and things like that. And I mean, first of all, if you're offering a free yoni massage, like, you know, that's kind of a red flag there. Like, why is it free? Or even paid though? Like even like,
0: like the person, it was such, can I share the story with you? Sure. Yes. Such a, it's a funny story. I actually love it. But I was, I got off the plane when I arrived in Bali and there was this man who was just like immediately when I walked outside of the Uh, out of the airport walking outside there's all the people if you know you know there's like a taxi taxi like tons of them and then there's just a single man sitting in a chair and he looked like not physically, but his the way he was sitting was, like, the most interesting man in the world.
1: Wow. Like, that,
0: he was sitting like that, but he was young, and he was German, and he was big. He was, like, muscular. Okay. Really hot. I mean, just super hot. <laughs> and I'm, like, this is three years, four years ago, maybe, actually. Yeah. And I'm just kind of like, oh, I'm in Bali. Where am I? And he just was looking at me with, like, these... Like, eyes kind of narrowed in, kind of like I was prey. Wow. I, I like that. Mm-hmm. I was kind of like, mm, yeah, I'm special. <laughs> I'm chosen. So I just kept walking around, and he was, he could tell I was lost, and he was like, where are you going? Where are you going? in his German accents. And uh, he told me he would give me a ride with his girlfriend and their driver to Ubud, and I I tapped into my intuition. I was like, yes, no, maybe so. Yes. And so I hopped in with them. Girlfriend did not like me and I couldn't tell why. And so they dropped me off. Everything was safe and sound. And we exchanged Facebook information. He contacted me two days later and was like, I was meditating today and your presence came to me and you told me in my meditation that you desire to have your body cleared. And so now I'm going to offer to you a 60 minute yoni massage and like went into this and it was just Mm. weird the way it felt manipulative to Mm -hmm. say you came to me in my meditation and asked me to ask you this Mm. like that to me was a bit of a red flag Mm -hmm. rather than first being like can I hear can I hear about your life what are you going through Mm -hmm. it was it was manipulative
1: it was saying mm-hmm. like you asked me for this and so i'm going to give it to you and also that like sort of savior mentality right like needing to mm. i need to heal these women of whatever they have going on it's sort of like is there actually an invitation coming from these women and maybe maybe he was spiritually feeling like there is an energetic invitation he might be but- like he, he for all i know he might be
0: one of the number 1 like german balinese men with Yoni massages. Like I saw him uh, the next day after I messaged him back and said, no, thank you. Not now. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I went to like a cafe and he popped in and he like was with his five German friends and they all like were wearing mm-hmm. their crystal talismans and it was just a, he was super adorable. But like that to me, that's one thing is like the way someone presents it saying you asked this and then two like someone just leaping in to save people and making you feel like in some way you need saving. Mm-hmm. like That's probably a second red flag.
1: yeah Yeah, I agree it's like is there an actual like calling that we have as as the one you know going to be receiving it to be seeking that experience out Um, and or is it like yeah we need to be saved there's something within us that needs to be fixed Um, not that all I guess yeah i mean for me it's it's not like i've had someone standing there like overtly offering me a yoni massage it's been kind of like we're mutually meeting in the middle or i'm inviting the experience mm-hmm. um and i'm curious about it so
0: yeah tell us about your six months tantra intensive deep dive six months where was this
1: Bali so it was yeah kind of everywhere we were in um so we initially met in Bali we spent two months in Peru a month in Thailand another month in Bali and then two months in South Africa so just all over the place um there was kind of just different events going on around the globe and different retreats and so we were participating in some of those things and while also working together um yeah I mean it's it's hard to encompass that much deep work in you know a few sentences to describe what it was about but a lot of it was breaking like big big personality programs that had been structured you know for most of my life to prevent me from feeling deep layers of trauma um, and so a lot of it was you know him him helping me navigate those patterns and as those patterns started to crumble there was a lot to feel underneath and um so learning to build my capacity to be present to all of that um again again with a sense of gentleness you know not like sort of leaning in and needing to we need to feel all the trauma now and clear it out like penduluming and and that's probably one of the greatest sort of skills that i learned from this intensive in terms of Navigating trauma in general is like: can we lean into it and feel a bit of what's there, and then can we come back to sort of this masculine, just feeling our feet Mm -hmm. on the ground, feeling our spine, and and holding ourselves and observing ourselves, and then we lean in again, and yeah, going back and forth in that sense, I've found has been really powerful for building Mm -hmm. my capacity and healing. I
0: really want to highlight this because something about knowing there is a start time and a stop time to going into the feeling is what allows Mm. all of us to go deeper into it because it's not, we don't have that fear of, is this going to be forever? Yes. Like maybe it will be a long, like it'll be like on the um, macro scale, it's going to be most of the fall that you're working through this kind of trauma that you're going through. Like we don't know, but maybe it might end up being most of the fall. Mm -hmm. But today, if you want to go deep, if you want to go deep in your own practice or with your practitioner, like having some sort of container, Mm -hmm. uh, it serves so deeply for the feminine to be feminine. Yeah. For the feminine to feel, to heal, to cry, to open, to moan, to wail, whatever she needs to do, going super deep, whether it's 60 seconds. Yeah. Or it's 60 minutes. Like yeah. So I just want to emphasize what you just shared about that because a lot of people, I'm going to the feminine. I'm going into flow. I'm going to feel all the feelings. I hope this doesn't last forever. Oh, God, is this going to last forever? Oh, no. Yes. And then you back out. And then yep. your toe's only in the water rather than going – diving head first
1: yeah and actually like it's not even always helpful to be just fully in it all the time you know it's obviously disorienting you can Mm -hmm. find yourself in a trauma vortex and you know when you get so triggered that you're just beyond your capacity like not a lot of healing and integration can actually happen in that place so it is like how can we lean in a bit then how can we come back to safety and Mm -hmm. and absolutely like having a timer to go into full expression or for full feeling and then Mm -hmm. coming back is super helpful powerful and helpful
0: just like the range of being a woman like yeah. also this i feel like you probably really appreciate this of like all the different like you can be a sexual tantrika mm-hmm. with a the with a, a god fucking practice every thursday at three o'clock yes and you can also love memes and watching Saturday Night Live and, like, eating burgers, but then also having my, like, Meatless Monday, and I'm kind of going on a different thing here, but, Mm -hmm. like, I think people listening to this, like, two women who are doing sexual embodiment work, you know, that is, those are things that we do, but there's also so much more Mm -hmm. to, like, the range of the places we want to, like, go into emotionally and physically and, like, yeah. Yeah. So I just want to highlight that too.
1: Yeah. And I mean, for me, while a lot of the work that I did in that intensive was like peeling back layers and layers and and uncovering like just how sort of exquisitely feminine I feel, Mm -hmm. um, it was also about actually cultivating my own inner masculine as Mm -hmm. well. And, you know, i had thought I was masculine because I'm type A, I created this whole business and Mm -hmm. I take action and blah, blah, blah. Like all of these kind of stereotypical masculine um, qualities. But actually like, it wasn't a deep masculine um, capacity that I had, like, it was, those were more sort of surface qualities that we could say are masculine, but in terms of actually being able to, like, hold space for myself, meet myself, like, stay steady and present and unattached in the midst of, like, an emotional storm, um, that wasn't well cultivated. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, there was a lot of that throughout my intensive as well, where it feels like I can really, like, there's m- massive capacity where there didn't used to be. This again. Okay. So I'm highlighting like
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Courtney talks, Madeline highlights, Courtney talks, Madeline highlights. <laughs> like, this again. Is so spot on because so many people think, well, I, I have a business. I go after my dreams. I must be masculine. Yep. And actually like the deeper you go into masculine embodiment work, you, you realize that the masculine is not about you like waking up every morning and doing, in mm-hmm. fact, that's actually quite feminine. Mm-hmm. It is the opposite. That's really masculine of being able to sit still for 30 minutes. Like a Vipassana is the most masculine thing you could possibly do because yeah. it's holding space. It's uh, elongating your capacity to be uncomfortable.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like anything that's truly uncomfortable I would say is more masculine, mm-hmm. like cutting someone off when they're talking to you because you want to keep them on track because you're the coach or you're the friend and you see that they're, they're like blah, 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 blah. blah and it's not serving them mm-hmm. and cutting them off and saying, hold on, this is not serving you. You're going into like complaining mode. Let's set a container around this mm-hmm. or sitting in silence or sitting upright, like holding your breath. And a great example of this is doing um, Kundalini mm-hmm. when you're, breathing 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 keeping your arms up in the air it's super uncomfortable like that is super masculine to be able to keep your arms up for a seven minute practice Mm -hmm. and keep going that to me is much more masculine than like waking up in the morning and looking at my calendar and scheduling yeah. things.
1: Yeah. And yeah, I think that's kind of the irony is a lot of women that come into, you know, they stumble upon the, the sexual empowerment world and feminine embodiment. And they feel like, Oh, I'm i s- I'm so masculine. I want to get in touch with my femininity, which is great. Like that's a great intention to have, but also it's like, you probably like your masculine is also not that well cultivated. Yes. You know, it's like, yes. it's both.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No.
1: So your experience with
0: the, the, the Tantra intensive was good. It was all around. Yeah.
1: I mean, incredible. Um, and also like, you know, I remember him saying at the, the beginning of it, he was like, we are about to pass a point of no return. Are you sure you want to keep going? And of course, like I couldn't have possibly understood what that meant at the time. Nobody can until you go through various levels of shattering of the identity and of the ego. Um, but you know for some reason something in me said yes it felt like a full yes so like whatever this journey is that we're about to embark on let's do it um and and it's not all bliss you know like the whole yeah the whole tantra world and and awakening your sexual energy your kundalini energy um there's a lot of bliss that comes along with it and there's also a lot of difficulty and um yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm absolutely grateful to be where I am now. Um, and at the same time, it's like, there's, there's moments and I joke about this with some of the other friends I have going through similar experiences where it's like, holy shit, all these people think they want to wake up, you know, and then once you're actually really in it and you have to learn what it truly means to surrender, like not the type of surrender of like, oh, I'm surrendering and having, um, a relatively orgasmic experience but like you have to surrender to the pain that you've you know suppressed your whole life or the pain of just like inevitable human suffering that's a whole other story and
0: and that's what you're experiencing now
1: yeah it's um yeah I mean it's it's everything I'm experiencing a lot of the bliss and I'm also experiencing a lot of the crazy and the chaos and things shattering that you know, we're such an integral part to how I saw the world and how I saw myself, which is beautiful and incredibly challenging. What's one
0: of your self beliefs that's shattering? One of the th- ways you've seen yourself and that's no longer the same way?
1: Mm-hmm, great question. Um, yeah, I think for most of my life, I, which is, you know, this would be based on some sort of trauma or wounding of some sort, I had this intense drive to be significant in a very outward sense, you know, to be a really significant figure in the world and and create massive impact. And that's starting to fall away in the sense that I'm realizing actually the way for me to be most significant is to just fully be here now. fully immersed in the present moment and so with that all of the striving is falling away this idea you know like this grand idea of who I was going to become in my life and um what that would mean and you know what I would receive as a result of that Mm. is all just shattering um so there's a lot of grief um there's relief as well but a lot of grief Mm. because
0: I I like I know how hard that is mm-hmm. so I'm like I'm feeling that because I know that I've had those moments um waver. waiver because mm-hmm. I'm I'm still very much like gung-ho about what I'm doing in my business and my path and like expectations have shifted for sure mm-hmm. but it sounds like you're in a place where you're like totally letting go is
1: yeah right yeah it's it's total dissolution I mean I've, yeah. I've been in this point um or at this sort of breaking point numerous times over the last six eight months where it's like um yeah coming to the point of being willing to let go of everything I've created up until this point and I actually it seems as though every time I do fully let go and say okay fine maybe everything I've created up until now is not going to be it's not going to continue on um it, each time I do let go, it seems that there's a new angle or a new way that it becomes relevant, which mm. has been great. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it is just that over and over again, being prepared to let go and let go and let go. Mm-hmm.
0: If you, you might not have an answer to this question cause you might not be in that space yet. And if you are in that space and I'm going to, you know, answer this question, um, do you see yourself moving out of the sexual space altogether? Perhaps.
1: Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) I really don't don't know. I'm I'm totally open at this point. I can feel, you know, it's interesting because for so many years here, it's felt like such an all encompassing passion, like the be all end all. And I'm so on purpose and, and maybe that returns. And in many ways, you know, I wouldn't be having the shatterings that I'm now having without that whole framework with all of, you know, without all of that work to begin with. Um, and a lot of those sexual practices are still very, very supportive. Um, and I still I still teach them. I still encourage them. I still do them myself. But I'm not sure. Yeah, it's, I mean, I'm sitting in the deep, deep unknown myself at the moment. And I'm grateful as well that my own masculine has sort of set up a business that, you know, has a framework that can be somewhat passive at this point like I can share content I can still share myself and there's a business structure there that allows me to be financially stable while I'm going through this Mm. but mm -hmm.
0: how does your heart feel in in regards to relationship
1: and love Hmm. I think there's, there's definitely a greater appreciation for community and, and relationship and support, um, that's arising just, um, yeah, in, in feeling the support that I've received over the last eight months and even now, like going through sort of this dissolution of self, just such intense, um, gratitude and and sort of awe of like, wow, like I'm, you know. I guess things like worthiness and and such come up where when you're receiving such powerful support like that, it's, um, pretty incredible. Hmm. Yeah. So in terms of relationship, I would say it feels like there's even more importance around it than ever, you know, just seeing that, um, we're not supposed to go through this journey alone and
0: Yeah. Are you a fan of monogamy or non-monogamy?
1: Ooh. Um at the moment it feels like I am more inclined towards monogamy when there's a really powerful connection there. Um yeah, I at the same time I'm not so much a fan of like the monogamous cage, you know, like mm. a lot of the rules and and structure that come with it. I think Again, I'm more interested in like how can we meet this present moment and so um, showing up again and again sort of new in relationship like, you know, there's a deep meeting happening now, it might not be happening tomorrow and how can we just continue to honor that flow Um, while also understanding that, you know, commitment can create a lot of safety as well. Um, and so, yeah, there's a balance there for sure. And, um, at the moment I'm not in any sort of like serious relationship. Um, so it's hard for me to comment, but mm-hmm. yeah. What about you? Um, I am a
0: monogamy fan. I, I love the way you just put that of not being a fan of the cage, um, and I'm, I'm, in a, I'm I've been in a space since I moved to New York really where my dreams of course because of the city have taken precedence for me mm-hmm. and my solo practices mm-hmm. and what I'm devotional to in uh with with the with the divine with the ultimate he of the world um, and I know this might sound like uh, above some people like listening to this like I don't understand it's going over my head but I'm really devoted to the, the divine masculine, like in my love for however that shows up in my life, whether it is mm-hmm. um, a man opening a door for me and, and seeing me and saying, I see you, you're walking through this door, I want to open it for you. Mm-hmm. And like me being really grateful for that and like feeling uh, the kind of satisfaction and love I would receive in relationship from that man in that moment. Mm -hmm. And like being grateful for that. And like seeing all the little ways that the universe is in relationship with me every day. Mm -hmm. Supporting me, holding me, loving me. And I'm focusing on my dreams a lot. And my, what I'm creating in this world. and My ambitious nature. Because I've taken, I've been cruising for the past year. And really enjoying it. And it's like, I'm missing that vivacious energy that comes with setting goals and making dreams. So I'm in that. And then there's like the third piece of, I am really devoted to that relationship that's on its way that's Mm -hmm. already being cultivated because i know the the next relationship for me is going to be really really fruitful and Mm -hmm. beautiful and i'm patient i'll wait like i'm chilling i've i've been through enough flings now to know that i don't care for like the fast food of relationships Mm -hmm. i would rather save my time put it towards my solo practices my dreams my business my clients and continue to just wake up and and ask the world how can i be more of that range of the feminine so that when i meet my king Mm -hmm. we're we're truly meeting each other and we're building a kingdom and a queendom together Mm -hmm. and until then i'm just building my own queendom and when he comes along we're gonna merge and
1: we're gonna be powerful af yeah (laughs) i think too um you know just getting in touch with that deep feminine longing to be met by the masculine, like being with that longing itself is really beautiful. You know, of course it can be uncomfortable, but so much. And I know, you know, my previous patterns were like to avoid the grief of that longing, Mm -hmm. the grief of not being met and (laughs) to go and seek out, you know, numb out in various Mm -hmm. ways or seek a replacement. Um, And yeah, after a while, like that, that starts to fall away and it's like, there's this enhanced capacity to just be with that grief, be with the longing and in a sense, meet more of myself, by just being present to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it feels like, you know, the more that we can be present to our own grief and that the more deeply we actually can meet because we can invite someone in to meet us without having this like grabbiness of them, needing mm-hmm. them to stay because we can't handle that grief of them leaving.
0: Yeah, this is this is so true. It's so beautiful. I'm glad you brought this up because like even though I'm here talking to you about patience and waiting, mm-hmm. I touch that grief almost every day. Yeah. I touch it every day. I... I I do i mean yeah just the other day like yesterday maybe even this morning um but i think it was at least yesterday i was on my mat and i just started bursting out in tears wanting wanting to be chosen mm-hmm. wanting to be the chosen one wanting to be someone's queen wanting to be seen want to be taken um and then i'm like that's my container like i cried i feel i felt it i touched it fully and then i'm like okay i'm gonna go like make breakfast now mm-hmm. like it's so yeah. it's it is a beautiful practice to not have what it is that you really want mm-hmm. And still allow yourself to feel the grief fully around it. Yeah. Exactly what you just said about how often we try to numb it out. Um, And so while you don't have the thing that it is that you want, sensitize yourself to that. Mm -hmm. Don't desensitize to it. Sensitize to it. Cry. Mm -hmm. Feel it. Be be sad. Like just plain and simple. Be sad. Like wail, moan, give your grief to the earth and child pose. Like do what you need to do in order to feel that. Because then your space gets cleared, like my space, my body feels really cleared, so that I can be like, okay, now I'm patiently waiting because I'm still feeling what it is that I'm feeling inside.
1: Yeah, and really it is, I think what you're speaking to, uh, what we're both speaking to is this letting go of solving again, you know, it's like, can we just surrender to what's here now, like not needing to solve the longing, solve the emotions, like just meeting them. Um, and that is such a reorientation to how most of our society works. You know, we feel a longing or a desire or urge or something's uncomfortable. And the first thing is like, how can I fix that or fill that? Um, and you know, the irony is that actually the more that we can meet all of those uncomfortable parts of ourselves without needing to solve them, the more deeply we can meet another because mm. yeah, that capacity is yeah. there. Beautiful. So before we go into the divine deep dive round,
0: um, where can people connect with you online? And uh, I will have the links to your courses on the show notes for this. Okay. So go ahead and just share like a little like inside scoop. Because I know you have quite a few things that you, you have been offering up until this point. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens next. But as of right now, what is available yeah. to everyone?
1: Um, so my signature course for women, four weeks, it's Viva La Vagina, as we mentioned Um, and within that, I also offer sort of smaller segmented courses that are more specialized and will contain just tidbits of content from the full course. If people don't want to kind of do the full deep dive, um, and then, yeah, the products so the crystal wands, the cervix serpent, which you love, and the yoni eggs are available on the site. We can add that to the show notes with your, your discount code as well. Yeah. And yeah, Instagram, so Viva underscore La underscore Vagina. There's always lots of content I'm sharing on there as well.
0: Yeah, so my my discount code for everyone listening is Maddie Moon. It's all one word, all caps, 10% off. And I will make sure that I have the links to the courses and the products on the show notes for this episode. MaddieMoon.com forward slash Courtney dash Davis. Nice. Okay. Awesome. (laughs) Okay. Divine deep dive round. I have created these i've um curated these questions specifically for you sometimes i just like copy paste the same things and now i'm like no i want to be very intentional with every guest and the questions i want to ask them
1: cool i'm a bit nervous how deep are we going (laughs) not too deep these are these are fun
0: fun questions okay if you were a sex toy any toy what would you be oh and you can't say crystal wand yeah because that's a gift too
1: yeah it's too obvious hmm Oh man, honestly, probably just like a bright, like rainbow-colored vibrator or something, <laughs> hot I, pink. Like I actually just got goosebumps thinking about a rainbow-colored vibrator. Yeah, I've ever
0: seen a rainbow-colored one.
1: Yeah, there's some pretty flamboyant ones out there. Ooh, yeah, like it. Um, which t- one would you be? Can we? Can okay. I, yeah. Can we turn it on you.
0: Ooh, what would I be? Ooh. Well, I would probably be one of those panties that like has a vibrator attached to it that you're like out to dinner and it like buzzes while you're eating your spaghetti and you're having an orgasm at the same time. There's a lot
1: of symbolism in that. I feel like we could unpack it if we wanted to. (laughs)
0: Yeah, there actually is. If you look at like my taboo and my fantasies, like secrecy and uh, public things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What is a single New York moment? That you've had, that you just like stands out to you. One moment that was like, "Oh, I love New York," or "I love life." Just
1: something that you can share with us. Hmm. Um, probably just honestly walking around some of the parks and and having those moments with people. Sorry, it's I guess it's technically maybe more than one moment, but those moments where, um, yeah, you're not on your phone and you're both just fully like taking it in you know mm-hmm. you, you take each other in with your eyes and you smile and it's like we're, we're just here you know mm-hmm. like there's this sense of beingness and appreciating where we are and seeing each other mm-hmm. yeah I've had a few of those y- yeah when I first moved here
0: I had I remember those moments were the ones that stood out to me the most like almost slipping on the ice and you and someone else lock eyes mm-hmm. and both like save yourself and you laugh about it and then you just keep walking yeah yeah.
1: Yeah, and I have to say as well, um, I don't know if everyone would agree with me on this, but I feel like I've traveled to a fair amount of cities now, like different continents, and I really feel that people in the service industry here are particularly like kind and joyous. Like I, I find when I go into coffee shops and restaurants, like there's something about the energy of people serving me there that feels more um, uplifting than a lot mm. of cities I've been to, um, and they're also. I mean, I guess maybe I don't look like such a tourist being here, but I've found that there's a real openness to tourists being here. I think obviously because it's a big melting pot, you know, there's so much um, diversity here.
0: I've had, I've had mixed experiences. I've, I've had some very nice customer service people. And then I've had some that are just like, what do you want? And get really annoyed if I don't know immediately. Yeah. But like, you know, the ratio is definitely more kind hearted people mm-hmm. than the, than the ones that just want you to get out, or get out of their way. What do you want more of in life right now? If life would bring you anything, more of anything, what would it be?
1: Um, Probably stability, to be honest. Like stability of community and connections and and even routine. And I think it's really ironic that I'm saying that because I'm usually anti-routine. But it feels like just with the amount of things being shaken up in my internal world just like having more structure and stabilities Mm. would be really supportive so that's my intention
0: it's hard to do that when you're traveling
1: yeah yeah it's not the easiest I am here I mean I don't like to travel where it's like I'm a week in one place a week in the next and I am here for about a month and a half total which feels a bit easier you Mm -hmm. know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah
0: yeah, well, I, I just started calendar blocking, and I'd be happy to tell you about
1: how Oh, okay. Working. I've been calendar blocking for ages. Oh, you <laughs> already got it. Yeah. Okay, maybe
0: actually then you can help me because there are a few things I'm confused about.
1: Yeah, it's a game changer. Um, who are three...
0: Hold on. Who are three women who all embody different flavors of the feminine that you would invite to a dinner party tonight? Hmm all very different archetypes of women
1: and specific women in my life no famous oh okay um honestly i have to have to go with um kim katra like samantha jones from sex in the city because she was just like the earliest inspiration for me of like being a powerful you know sexual woman um who takes her pleasure Mm -hmm. and yeah just shameless about it so definitely her um, yeah, and I, I don't know, I guess maybe the maiden, like more of a maiden archetype as well. Like I'm, I'm really starting to appreciate that more, um, in the women around me. Just this softness and, um, yeah, a sense of like sensitivity that, um, I haven't, haven't tapped into as much myself until recently. So more of the maiden archetype. And I'm trying to think of somebody famous who would have more of that. Um mm. anyone come to mind for you? I
0: I want to think about this cuz I like this. Um
1: just a soft gentle
0: maiden archetype. Um yeah, so would you see this person being physically maiden too, younger or like Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Um
1: yeah, but the like with the usefulness there's also like sort of this wisdom there as
0: well what about alexis Bledel? Mm-hmm. yeah she's
1: like all of that yes that's that's a great example okay
0: for cool. anyone that he doesn't know who alexis Bledel is she is the actress in gilmore girls mm-hmm. she's rory and she's just a maiden like she i think she looks like a maiden forever she just looks do- doughy yeah. skin beautiful eyes i love her so much Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. i do one. notice there's like um a feeling of like naivety around her sexually that she carries that in
0: in like as a a woman
1: yeah or as an actress as Mm. I've seen her um and I'm not I can I notice I have resistance to that like that sort of naivety um so maybe maybe not her she's not coming
0: to dinner she's coming to my (laughs) dinner not coming to your dinner she
1: can still come to dinner we can talk about it
0: (laughs) yeah but you want to be on okay well, we'll we'll come back to this we'll see if anything comes back and if not okay who's the third hmm this is a hard question I know
1: you could also just
0: pick three women and then from there you say what archetype it is you know Mm -hmm. just three women you love
1: I think also the um like more of the jokester archetype I appreciate that in women as well you know that like they can you can still be like feminine and sensual and sexy and have like a raging sense of humor and a dirty sense of humor you know um, so probably some sort of comedian of sorts, like, and I've been loving stand-up comedy while being in New mm-hmm. York. So yeah, maybe like Tina Fey or somebody mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, um, I love Kristen Wiig. Um, so you know, who Kristen Wiig is, I'm not sure. Looking at your face and I'm like, I don't know if she knows g-. What? What? Kristen Wiig. Yeah. Oh what, my gosh. She's from movies? SNL and she, she's from Bridesmaids. She's oh, the b- okay. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You know, I yeah. do. Yes. Yeah. Totally. Okay. I love her so much. Um, Okay. Let's see, that was a hard question. Yeah, so you might
1: have to take out some of the like waiting no, no, time no, no. that no, we had. There. Everyone's <laughs> gonna listen to that and they're gonna enjoy it. You're gonna enjoy it. Uh, what archetype do
0: you wanna be embodying more of right now?
1: Mm. Um. Hmm. Um, all I can think about is just like stability. I don't know what archetype mm. that is at the moment. Um maybe more of the priestess, I would say. Mm. Yeah. Ooh, priestess yeah. energy. Like a maiden
0: priestess,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, a little blend yeah. of that. Okay, um
0: what is the best investment you've made under ten thousand dollars in the past year?
1: Under ten thousand? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Oh, I don't know. It's slightly over ten thousand. It's hard to think of anything else other than you know what the tantric intensive that I went through because that was just so all encompassing. That, that's fine. So yeah. I mean, it's been definitely over $10,000, but, mm-hmm. um, best investment for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it was a journey with that as well. Like in the initial stages, when I started working with him, it was, um, it was out of my budget. You know, it was like, um, there was something in me saying like such a full yes to continuing to work with him and learn from him. And yet, um, I was taking myself to the edge of being broke for at least the first couple months to do it. Um, And there's something really powerful in that, like just saying a full yes, sort of like surrendering, like, I don't know what this means for next month if I do this again, but um, yeah, that letting go and just going all in um, really the universe rewards that.
0: Fuck. Yeah. Wow. I just got so inspired by that too. Yeah. I, I, I really want people to soak into this, like actually think about that, what that would look like in your own life if you spent more money than you were actually just comfortable with. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah, and it's like, I mean, for me when I was doing that, I used to, like when people would say, go all in, like, you know, Drain your bank account or, or spend what's you know more than what's Go comfortable. In, drain your bank account. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I used to feel like, oh, but like, I if I do that, I'll just be in such intense scarcity mindset, nothing will work out. I mean, when I did it, I was in intense scarcity mindset. I was like, holy shit, like, you know, thinking of worst case scenario, I'm like, um now my business might fail, like, I, I'm gonna have no money, I'll have to move back home, like, do I move into my parents' basement? Like, just the thoughts, yeah. you know, were spiraling and intense. Yeah. Um. So it's not like yeah, it doesn't have to look perfect in terms of what we understand around spiritual manifesting, you know, I need to be in this state of abundance while I drain my bank account. It's like, no, that's the point is you need to be at this, this point of sort of your wits end and you're saying yes mm. and trusting.
0: I love that we're talking about this. Um, Cause we were talking about this before I hopped on here and I had, I just put down 12,000 in working with a coach who I've, I've worked with on and off for the past five years. And um, like, normally that's still a nice sum of money and it would take me a bit of thinking, but my brain was trying to wrap around the fact that this was for technically six sessions. Um, and for me, like the scarcity came in like, Oh my gosh, what do I, I want to get more? I want to get more time because more time will obviously mean more impact. But actually what I've realized in my own work and any time I've invested with people to me, I'd rather have a stronger punch of of a uh, w- deep dive work and like going all in for a shorter amount of time which mm-hmm. is what I'm doing with my coach right now mm-hmm. rather than spending the next for me this is where I'm at right now this isn't where I was at last year I was actually more into the long-term thing mm-hmm. but um now I'm like th- I, all the the money fears came up of letting go of this money oh my gosh spent it invested in her started doing some of the really deep work that we're getting into around my business and clearing some beliefs that I've had and already I feel like the door has opened like mm-hmm. that revolving door for currency yeah. and one of the things she was telling me about is like currency is current
1: mm.
0: Which, oh, I love that it is a current it's it has to flow like that's why it's called currency mm-hmm. and by identifying with the money you have made and hoarding it that kind of scarcity mindset is leaking into probably multiple ways in your life, into your relationships and holding on to ones that aren't serving you into mm-hmm. staying in a certain apartment that you really actually hate whenever, you know, you can move out or holding on to clothes. It's just the grasping and holding on. Yeah. So I'm, I love hearing that about taking that leap and putting the money down saying this is where I'm at now. Let's see what happens. And obviously
1: yeah. it's served you so, so well. Yeah. And when it is a full yes, you know, not when it's like, Oh, let's just like, I want more money and, people say to spend all my money on a coach. So pick a coach and throw all your money down, like where you feel that real resonance, right? Like the frequency is there and there's something in you that's saying, yes, this Mm -hmm. is it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely.
0: Which I I have a feeling most of my audience, I I don't know. I would say most of them, most, most of them, most, most, most likely relate to the more of the grasping nature Mm -hmm. rather than like, oh, sure, sure, sure. But Mm -hmm. maybe not. Yeah. I think, I think both things are really important to highlight and feel into and and slow down around. Mm-hmm. Slow down. It took me a while to make my, my call. It took me actually five years of working with her on and off before deciding to do like a longer term commitment with her. Yeah. Oh, such a we talked about everything. Yeah. Sex, money, God, all the things. All so that's the probably what stuff. we should call this. Um Thank you so much for coming on in the Mind Body Musings podcast.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. You're a great host. Thank you, thank you, and I love that you're here in my apartment, <laughs> my little tiny <laughs> apartment, sitting at my desk with my dog. Yeah, this is much better than a Zoom call. I'm glad we did this. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm.
0: All right, everyone, make sure that you go head on over to the show notes for this and grab the links. Uh, grab a link to her crystal yoni wand or her courses and please let us know what you thought about this episode by commenting on the show notes or reaching out to both of us individually or doing an Instagram story. We just want to know how this served you. If you have any follow-up questions, let us know. And I'm so excited for another juicy episode to come on the podcast next week. So remember to follow along to the Mind Body Musings podcast every single Wednesday. And I'll see you soon.